the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Visit Rob Black online at robblack.com. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial money, investing, and more. Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about. From investing to the stock markets to gadgets. Should you invest in gadgets? Uh, a lot of thoughts out there. Let's bring in Scott Gam from thestreet.com. Scott, how are you, sir? I'm great. How are you? Good. Give us a little background on what you do for the street and a little color on who you are. Uh, well, we report on markets, the economy every day, and certainly we're all watching uh, closely for Friday's jobs report. Uh, this will be the final labor report before the Federal Reserve September meeting, which, of course, economists and investors have been watching for months. Is that seems to be, although lately some of the forecasts have shifted outward, but that seems to be when most economists think the Fed will, will lift interest rates. But given the turmoil, uh, turmoil we've been seeing in the markets, uh, certainly that could prompt the Fed to delay its looming rate hike. What is the expectation? Because you've summed it up very quickly that the market's focused on tomorrow, Friday jobs report. It seems to me, and you can help me with this, the number is like 250, 260,000 jobs created. Fed's going to raise rates in September. The number is more like 180, 170,000. The Fed may push it back a little bit longer. But yeah. it, I, I'd say that's a fair assessment, although what many economists will say is that one number doesn't make a trend. And we have been seeing job growth north of 200,000 you know, in recent months, and that's been certainly – a plus for the Fed in terms of justifying a September rate hike, but you know investors are scared, and you know the Fed isn't necessarily worried about investors per se or the markets. You know you could call the volatility we've seen in recent weeks as a knee-jerk reaction to China or just to you know trepidation over what the Fed will do. But you know ultimately a rate hike would signify that the economy is able to stand on its own two feet, but yet investors are worried about this this rate hike uh, since low rates have helped fuel this six-year bull rally that we've had, and certainly investors want that to continue. So your expectation, do you, are you leaning anywhere on where the numbers come in tomorrow? Well, I mean, we had, you know, some, some ADP numbers uh, this week, which were pretty lackluster. Uh, I mean, some of the Forecasts suggest 223,000 non-farm payrolls for tomorrow. Uh, but if there's anything we learned in Jackson from Jackson Hole over the weekend, which was that annual uh, Fed gathering, you know, central bankers seem torn over whether to, to tighten in uh, September or not. 
So uh, when we had Vice Chair Stanley Fisher basically say last week to CNBC that it's too early to tell, uh, and here we are, you know, two weeks before the meeting. So, you know, certainly a lot could happen from now until then. Doesn't it seem kind of silly, and I'm stealing someone else's thunder when I use this, doesn't it seem kind of silly that we've been years and years and years of low interest rates, and now we're down to one final jobs number is going to be the make or break? It seems a little dramatic that it's all coming down to tomorrow on whether or not the Fed raises rates in this scenario of September or not. Well, that's it certainly the very feeling among investors. But for the Fed, I don't think this rate hike sort of depends on what happens tomorrow. I mean, the reason okay. we're putting tomorrow into focus is because of all the volatility we've had in the past two weeks. And, of course, you know, a rate hike would jolt the markets yet again, and the Fed doesn't necessarily want to do that, although, again, they're most, mostly focused on their dual mandate, which is stable uh, prices and employment. So you know, the stock market really doesn't fit into that equation, although the Fed knows how closely it's, it's being watched right now, uh, and they don't want to shock markets again. But ultimately, they're going to do you know, what's, what's, what, in their view, is best for the economy. Uh, and another side of this is that they're almost out of tools when it comes to propping up the economy should we re-enter a global recession, right? You have over $4 trillion on their balance sheet. You have interest rates already near zero. So what else can they do should things go south again? So there's one argument that says, well, they should lift rates in September just to give them the option of lowering them yet again in a few months should this China situation really become more of a global worry. Is there anything else that you're working on right now, Scott Gam, that we should be aware of at Street.com? Well, this morning we had European Central Bank President Mario Draghi had a pretty dovish tone in his press conference, wrapping up his September meeting, basically leaving the door open for more stimulus ahead, which began back in March. And I think that was pretty, you know, expected. There was nothing too new from that front, but it just shows you how worried central bankers are across the globe. And, you know, certainly the Fed will be watching what happens in Europe, and they've been watching what took place this morning. Um, but Europe's sort of at a different point of the economic recovery than the U.S. is, so uh, it's not exactly an apples-to-apples comparison. How do you feel about what we're seeing out coming out of China? Is it a, a blip on the radar tied towards their military parade that they're kind of – slowing down activity a little bit? Do you think it's uh, more the consumer in China is starting to get a little tired? Is the manufacturing's extended? What do you see coming out of China? Well, look, they're trying to transition their economy from growth to consumption, and that's not an overnight process. So, you know, seeing this volatility, seeing uh, what they're doing with their stock market, their currency, uh, you know, it's just a symptom of that and them trying to sort of move that process along. Anything else you want to add as far as insights into this morning for us? I think that's it. We'll certainly be watching okay. tomorrow's number. Well, one piece of good news is uh, Tom Brady looks like he'll be playing, so that should help the jobs report for September <laughs> slash October. Thanks very much. It's Scott Gam with thestreet.com, giving us a little bit of insight into what's going on in the U.S. economy. We are focused, hyper-focused. And if, how can this not be dramatic tomorrow? And thus, maybe it won't be dramatic tomorrow.
when we take a look at the numbers with the jobs report coming out first Friday of the month. Um, I often refer to it as the most important piece of economic data in the United States, i.e. if we're creating jobs, unemployment's 5354 in that ballpark uh it, it's it's very good we are a society that likes to use our paychecks to buy things um so i'm actually pretty cool with that i think it's a, a good thing so we're going to be paying attention to that tomorrow uh a number that would disappoint 170 180 and that may actually rally the market bad news is good news on the market sometimes because it keeps interest rates low now, as Scott said, you know, the Fed probably should raise interest rates just to have ammo down the road of lowering interest rates. Uh, when you're at near zero, it's tough to go negative zero, although Europe found a way to do that as far as punishing uh, uh, savings rates. But I don't know. We have a cooling China, and that's been a big story uh, for August slash September. A cooling China. Now, we won't really get a lot of data until next week on how cool is China when they give out a little more economic data. Are they cooling because they've got a big military parade coming up? Uh, their markets are shut down Thursday and Friday this week because they're going to celebrate the end of, not the end of World War II, but World War II. And they're going to celebrate it with some people like North Korea. And you're like, boo, <laughs> communists getting together, boo. Uh, well, I guess we can't call China communists anymore, can we? Or can we? Anyhow, and anyway, um, I, I, I feel pretty good about where we are. And I think history has shown us that corrections are buying opportunities historically on Wall Street. Uh, you want to buy early, you want to buy often, you want to buy cheap in a market correction and a market bear market. Now, that is if you have the right time frame and the right, right risk profile. Um, you're not going to catch lows. You're not going to do it perfectly. I promise you. And that's going to make you a little on the crazy side. So people who are cautious in the markets, I get it. I get it because you get kind of crazy buying paper money and seniors. You know, hey, I just bought Bank of America at 15 and now it's at 14 and a half. Um, that can make you crazy. I totally get it. Um, but the truth is, is that you won't know the difference between 15 and 14 and a half in 10, 15, 20, 30 years. So that's the type of time frame that you need to have in mind. The very, very minimum is five years. So if you buy a stock and you email me and go, I bought the stock and it's down. I'm like, have you waited five years? And you say, no. I'm going to say, well, then you're trading a stock. And if you trade a stock, you absolutely positively have to have... Um, the story in your head right. If it drops 10%, you're out because it's tough to recover that. On a trade, on an investment, you can dollar cost average into it and get a better price. Um, but historically, the stock market in bear markets has recovered in, on average, three and a half years. The worst case scenario, five years until it hit market highs again. So don't believe your neighbor who's like, buy gold. Don't believe your neighbor is like, buy real estate. What you want to do is have a diversified portfolio. You want to have assets like stocks, bonds, and real estate. I have no bonds, so I'm being a bit of a hypocrite when I say that. Uh, I'm not a bond guy. So it shows you that I skew a little bit in a different direction. 
I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial money, investing, and more. Find me online at robblack.com. That's robblack.com. Always got a seminar coming up. Uh, in fact, I got one coming up, and you can find out more about it. It's in your area. You can sign up for a newsletter at robblack.com. That's robblack.com. Star General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.